Life Audio. Today we are talking about a couple key themes that we see in the Psalms, both faith and salvation. And one of the things that I want to be the biggest takeaway from today's episode is that faith is not just blind trust, but it's supported by the evidence of God that we can see throughout history, both in our own life and the life of the church, the life of Israel. And so as we lean into the knowledge of God's faithfulness, Even if we are unsure about the situation or the circumstances we're currently in, we're not going into those things blindly because we know the character and nature of God. We're going to unpack that in a little bit more today. After a message from our sponsor, we'll dive right in. Stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what he says in his word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we're continuing our devotional reading through the Psalms. And if you're just joining us, we've been at it. We're on Psalm 68 today. So we're almost at that halfway mark. And we are doing this in an effort to understand better both the Messianic Psalms that point forward to Jesus, and then also to better understand what Jesus was talking about, because he referred to the Psalms more than any other book. And so as a foundational way to study the words of Jesus, we're starting with the Psalms and going through them carefully one by one as we kind of just make sure that we have a better understanding of what they're actually saying. Instead of just rushing through them, we want to see what the relevancy is for for today. Um, If you would like to join our newsletter on Mondays every week, we have a uh, recap and journaling prompts that go out that that go along with each of these Psalms to kind of just help you process, get those things from head to heart. If you're a journaler like me, that's really helpful. And if you're just joining us and you would like access to previous journaling prompts, like if you're going to start way back with the intro to Psalms and Psalm 1 through 50, we have those available on the website. It's only $5 for the digital book, which you can print and write in and all that stuff. So um, again, we're just giving resources for you to be able to lean into what God might be calling you to in this season. Um, So we are going to be in Psalm 67 today, and I'm going to start with verse one. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy for you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. Then the land will yield its harvest. O God, our God will bless us. God will bless us and all the ends of the earth will fear him. 
So this is a shorter psalm today, but some of this language in here may be a little bit familiar to, to you, and we're going to get into that here in a minute. You'll see why. Um, but this is a psalm that, um, like I said at the beginning of the introduction today, has two main key themes. The The first is faith, and, and the kind of faith that is not just blind trust, but that it is supported by this evidence for um the 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 way we can lean into god's ways because of the way he has worked in the history of our lives and the history of the church and israel and then the second theme is that salvation is really the the highest goal in if we're talking about this mountain range of grace the highest peak in that mountain range is salvation and so salvation should be the lens by which we look at everything else and so what we see in Psalm 67 is God's heart for the nations and there is judgment and guidance in both the life of Israel and then in our lives as we come to acknowledge how God is sovereign over everything. I love how Psalm 67 reveals God's heart for the nations, for all people, because I think that's something that we don't necessarily understand or we don't necessarily internalize into our own daily walk with the Lord. So we're going to talk about that today as well. So let's dive into this psalm. The The psalm here is one that we know because of the plural pronouns of us, um, the first person plural pronouns, that it is a community psalm. And so again, this would be in the category of Thanksgiving psalms around the time of the harvest, the abundant harvest, and Israel is acknowledging God's blessing and prays for that blessing to continue just as salvation is available for the for the nations of the world, Israel's kind of including that in their prayer as part of this uh, blessing and thanksgiving prayer. In verse 1, I want to call your attention to something that, that will likely feel familiar. It says, May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. Now, that verbiage of his face shining upon us, that is... Um, kind of it's an illusion to kind of like a sudden flash of lightning where it illuminates things so if you've ever been paying attention or outside or near a window when it's been dark out and there's been a storm and the lightning all of a sudden comes and lights everything up and you could see it just like it's it's daytime that's this illusion that it's talking about this illumination on this landscape of of what god has been doing in their lives and um of course, salvation exposes and illuminates too, but it's really kind of talking about God's grace in this scenario. And it's also um, talking about how God lights up the harvest and blesses with the harvest. And so in that culture, remember, this is an agrarian society. That would have been verbiage they would have used to talk about a really good harvest. So in the Old Testament, Part of their theology and one of the things that you'll see over and over again is that is equated with a manifestation of God's blessing is a good harvest. And so, you know, there were years of harvest and years of famine. And so obviously in that culture, a year of harvest that was really... Uh, they were completely dependent on that for survival. That would, of course, have been seen as a blessing. So this this way of saying that the the shining face it's talking about the blessing of of God's presence and blessing but it's also this undercurrent of of harvest that's throughout this whole psalm and the other thing that i think uh is interesting is that 
prayer is is referring back to another prayer that we would have heard of prior to this. And so that blessing that Abraham does way back in Genesis, actually, I'm going to go back and read it, is the first per- place that we would see this. So back in Genesis 12, this is the call of Abraham starting in verse 2. It says, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So that's the first time we see that prayer. And then again, the priestly blessing that is kind of an extension of that, that is in number six. I'm going to read that. Verse 24, the Lord bless you. Now listen to this. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Now let me read. Verse 1 of Psalm 67, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. So we see this over-recurring theme that this idea of God's face shining is this hint of this priestly benediction. It's a version of it. And that the shining of God's face is associated with God's favor and really the manifestation of his deliverance and redemption and salvation. And so this this blessing is something that, that we can become more familiar with as we continue to read through the Psalms. Also, there's two elements with that kind of blessing prayer that is part of the Old Testament theology. And so this prayer of blessing would kind of belong to like two strands of the theology. So the first one would be the blessing that God gives the world through Abraham and his descendants that we just read in Genesis chapter 12. And then the other would be Yahweh's deliverance of Israel from exile. And we become witnesses to that as we look at Israel's history. And we talked a lot about that yesterday when they were coming out of Egypt and the blessing that God led them to, to this land of abundance. I think we're going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, we'll continue unpacking the rest of the psalm. Stay tuned. When we're looking in the psalm, there are some scholars that would say that this psalm is from the post-exile stage, like after they had left Babylonian captivity or um, after they had been released from being in a stage of being being held captive. If you're not familiar with that, um, it's part of Israel's history. There's a couple different times that they had been held in captivity, but specifically after the Babylonian period is, is what we would be talking about. Now, it is hard to say that with certainty because the psalm itself does not mention that but there are these themes that kind of speak to that post-exile time where they're talking about the salvation of the nations meaning okay god you saved us like you saved us as the nation of israel and you delivered us from the hand of the enemy i think all the way through the old testament we would see that as as a theme but yet this language that talks strongly about the peoples or the nations, uh, it, it helps us to understand that perhaps there's a little bit greater of a praise there because of what they had experienced and what they had walked through. Really what we're seeing here is that this is a psalm that speaks of God's plan for God's people. And he revealed that a lot of different times throughout the Old Testament. Of course, we've talked about Abraham And with Abraham, God chose Abraham so that because of 
his descendants, that God would become known to all of the nations of the world. And it wasn't, while it may have started with Israel and it started with, with the Jews, it was for the Gentiles and it was for outside of that, that nation. And obviously that's why we're here today. That's why we can experience this relationship with God was it, it kind of all started back with this blessing that God had put on Abraham and his descendants. And Abraham desired that blessing and that God, God would favor Israel, but that also it that blessing on Israel, the hope was that the other nations, the ungodly nations, the ones that did not recognize God would rise up and take notice because they would see how God's hand of deliverance had been on this specific people group. So that the whole point of that is that so that they would eventually honor God themselves and they would see that God's plan is the best plan and this redemption plan that God has would be for them as well. I think that followers of Jesus really have this opportunity to pray in the same way that God will work through them, through their families, through their situations, through their legacy of faith in a way that, that showcases God's presence and God's love and God's favor and God's deliverance and, and healing so much so that it would be evident to those around us that there's something special about this relationship this person has with God. And it would cause them to rise up and take notice. It would cause them to say, what do they have that I don't have and how do I get it? That's kind of the whole point. And if we haven't gotten to a place where we have been sharing our faith, this is a prime example of why that's so important. This is a prime example of, of the calling that we have as believers to share our faith with those around us. The key, and I've been talking about this the last couple of days, the key to evangelism which, and if you don't know what I mean, even by the word evangelism, that's really just a, a Bible way of saying how to reach others in your community and not just your local community, but around the world with this message of love and forgiveness and the new life we can have because of Jesus. And the, the key to that is for us to live in this place where we are experiencing God's power and blessing in a way that's obvious. And so how's that obvious? Well, besides just the circumstances, we talk about it. You know, I talk, I've talked about this for the last couple of days. Again, I'm saying that again to reiterate, it should be an overflow of our hearts. It should be an overflow of the things that we are experiencing in our relationship with God. Evangelism does not have to be difficult. In fact, if we are pursuing a righteous lifestyle and we are pursuing a relationship with God and we are in the word and we are practicing our faith and we are in worship and we are in prayer, then the natural response of our hearts is to tell other people what God is doing. And so through the Holy Spirit, and remember that God the Father, who promised to send the Spirit of the, the Son into our hearts, and in Galatians 4 we read that, that God's Spirit is living within us. And that's what will empower us to spread that message, not just locally, but globally to, for the whole nation uh, or the whole, the whole globe. And, and I think that's that, I think if you're hearing some passion come out, it's because this is the calling that God has had for me in my life. I work both in the local text context and the, the global context. And if you would think of it, 
Actually, when you're hearing this podcast, if you're hearing it when it's released, I will be in the Dominican Republic and I will be serving a, a community that we work with. There are actually five communities that we work with there and doing some training with uh, CEF and, and a couple different uh, staff and organizations. So if you could be praying about that. But the whole reason I travel is not just so, you know, it's not like a tourist or I can just, you know, go see the world, but it's really to enable and empower local leadership to to live in this place of overflow so that evangelism is, it's not a chore, it's not a burden, but it is an overflow of the heart because we want other people to experience the same grace and blessing and forgiveness and authority that, that we have been given. And this evidence that we see in this psalm that when he's talking about the ends of the earth, it is not, this is not just an American thing or this is not just a Western world thing. And we have to recognize that, that, we are the recipients as Gentiles outside of that original sect of Jewish people that received this original experience. And that's okay. That's part of the reason why we also have to perpetuate that message. We can't allow it to stay with us and just sit here with us. And you'll read about the Great Commission, of course, in the New Testament. But but people think the Great Commission is just a New Testament thing. It's not. We see it in the pages of the Psalms. We see it in the response of Israel. We see it in the way that, that David calls us to this standard of sharing our faith with those around us. And so given that insight, I'm going to go ahead and read Psalm 67 again. It says, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy for you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, O God. May the peoples praise you. The land will yield its harvest. O God, our God will bless us. God will bless us and all the ends of the earth will fear him. God, we praise you and we thank you for the blessing it is to have the treasure of your word. Lord, I pray that you would convict our hearts if we are in a place where we have been selfish with the message of the hope of the gospel, or we have just not even been obedient when you have prompted us to share. God, I pray for forgiveness in those areas. I pray for a quickening even right now with the person that you have called us to share the hope and the message of the gospel with. Right now, Lord God, would you put that person's mind or face in the mind of my friends that are listening today? God, burden their hearts for that individual or group of individuals that that you are calling them to share what what you have done for them. And even going back to yesterday's song, Psalm, where it talks about come and listen to what you have done for me. God burden their heart to tell that person what God, what you have done for them in their lives. Lord, I pray for an empowerment through your spirit to share your message with those around us and, and help us to recognize that our circle of influence is, is, a responsibility that you have called us to steward well. So Lord, I pray for both the conviction and the power and the strength to be obedient to that calling. Lord, I pray for my friends today that you would make yourself known to them in a real and powerful way. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey friend, do you feel like you need a little one-on-one? My goal for the She Hears ministry, the Hearing Jesus podcast, all the resources that we have is to really help you learn how to hear God's voice so that you can be confident in your relationship with him. And if you're struggling to learn how to identify or even overcome the barriers that you have in your life to growth, I want to be able to walk through that with you. Did you know that I'm a Christian life coach? 
Maybe you're struggling with something and you need some objective biblical insight or opinions, or maybe you need to work through something that feels just a little bit too heavy to do on your own. I would love to walk through that with you and land on some practical ways to achieve that goal. And so I have some limited coaching opportunities. If you go to shehears.org, there's a section where you can schedule some one-on-one time with me. I have Mondays and Fridays open right now going into the new year. So I pray that if that is something that you need, that you've been praying about, that it would be an opportunity for you to take advantage of some one-on-one time with me. And again, my heart is really to help you lean into whatever it is that God is calling you to do. I pray that that's a blessing for you. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.